0: Recently read Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. After college, author Jay Shetty traded in his suit for a robe and left North London to join an ashram in India. For the next three years, he lived as a monk and discovered why monks are the happiest people on the planet, a fact proven by neuroscientists. Monks have mastered the art of letting go, letting go of societal expectations, negative thoughts, and emotional attachment. To experience more peace calm and purpose in their lives we can all experience more peace calm and purpose by adopting a monk mindset and we don't need to join an ashram in india to do so first let go of external expectations we go through life with a sense of what our parents and society expect us to do shetty knew his parents expected him to be a doctor or a lawyer he felt imprisoned by those expectations and knew that if he had any hope of living a purpose-driven life with any passion, he had to tune out the expectations of others and tune into the person he truly was. In addition to engaging in a daily meditation practice, he started a choice awareness practice. Shetty explains the practice simply as taking stock of the values that currently shape your life and reflecting on whether you're in line with who you want to be and how you want to live. As you decide how to spend your time and money throughout the day, decide to go for lunch with a friend or decide to sign up for a professional development conference next month, take a second to name the value that's driving your choice. Then wonder, is that value true to me? Are you attending a conference because you're driven to seek knowledge or simply because it seems like everyone else in your industry is going and it would look bad if you didn't? The goal of this choice awareness practice is to notice when you make a decision based on a value that no longer makes sense given who you want to be and how you want to live your life. As your awareness increases, you will feel more in tune with who you want to be and gradually let go of external expectations. Next, let go of negativity. You're going to have negative thoughts, but how long are you going to hold on to them? If someone sends a rude email that angers you, will you feel annoyed the rest of the day? When you have a fight with your spouse or best friend, Will you continue the argument in your head all week? When you feel cheated by your boss or business partner, are you going to be consumed with bitterness and hate every time you see them? In the aftermath of an interpersonal conflict, we spend roughly 1% of the time constructively resolving the issue and 99% needlessly swirling a negative thought, which serves no purpose but to make us miserable. When Pema Kadron, author of When Things Fall Apart, discovered her husband was having an affair she went into a negativity spiral where she entertained revenge strategies. After their divorce, she toiled in pain for years, while her husband continued to live his life seemingly free of regret. Staying angry and stewing in negativity did nothing but prevent her from moving forward in her life. So she did the only thing that would give her lasting peace. She forgave her husband and genuinely wished him well. Today, She helps people use compassion to heal emotional wounds and refers to her ex-husband as one of her greatest teachers. Anger and blame, if not detected early and treated swiftly, will act like a cancer that gradually consumes the mind. Prevent negativity from consuming your mind by considering a recent instance in which someone angered you and then perform the following three exercises. First, transformational forgiving. Forgive without waiting for someone to apologize, or expecting them to reciprocate goodwill. Even if someone's harmed you in a way that warrants legal action, who says you can't seek justice while practicing compassion and forgiveness? Number two, well-wishing. Take a minute to generate feelings of joy and happiness in yourself by reflecting on things you're grateful for. Then think of the person who angered you, and imagine passing on your feelings of happiness and joy to them. Exercise number three, taking delight in their success. If a friend got a job you wanted, see them celebrating in your mind's eye and think, I'm happy for you, over and over until you feel like their success was your success. Conduct these three practices every time bitterness and anger boil up in your mind so that you can let go of perpetual negativity and continue moving forward with your life. Next, let go of attachment. Letting go of attachment does not mean giving away all your personal belongings and seeking solitude on a mountaintop. Letting go of attachment simply means accepting the temporary nature of everything in your life so you can feel gratitude and good fortune for the opportunity to use and experience the things you cherish most during your limited time here on Earth. Shetty says, Everything from our houses to our families is borrowed. Clinging to temporary things gives them power over us and they become sources of pain and fear. When you learn to detach from the things you cherish most, you not only experience less fear, you tend to enjoy those things more. Shetty says, imagine you're driving a luxury rental car. Do you tell yourself that you own it? Of course not. You know you only have it for a week, and in some ways, that allows you to enjoy it more. You are grateful for the chance to drive a convertible down the Pacific Coast Highway, because it's something you won't always get to do. Reduce your fear of loss and free yourself to experience life with more peace and joy by emotionally altering your relationship with the externals and internals you're afraid of losing. Take out a sheet of paper and list the externals you're afraid of losing. This list might include your phone, your car, your house, your hair, your friends, and your family. Then list the internals you're afraid of losing. This list may include your reputation or status in the community and any professional identity that you're particularly proud of. Now go down the list one by one and tell yourself, I'm merely borrowing this for a time. Then feel as though you're releasing your grip from that item. Detaching from the items on your list will not diminish your love for those items. When a parent detaches from a child, she doesn't love that child any less. But by detaching, she frees that child to live their life while appreciating every moment they have together. Once you let go of external expectations negative thoughts towards others, and your attachment to the people and things you cherish most, you create calm, stillness, and mental space to experience more joy and pursue your dharma. Dharma is Sanskrit for your calling. Shetty says, a person who isn't living their dharma is like a fish out of water. You can give that fish all the riches in the world, but it will die unless it's returned to the water. Your dharma is found at the intersection passionate interest, expertise, and usefulness. Your passionate interests will become apparent the more you let go of external expectation, negativity, and attachment. But in order to increase expertise and usefulness, you need to serve others. When we serve and help others, we see that the world needs what we have to offer, which generates the internal drive to seek expertise and be increasingly useful to others. Elevate your service each day by asking yourself, how can I attain a higher level of service today? Then consider three people, or three groups of people. You can serve in a way that leverages your unique combination of skills and goes above and beyond what people expect. Serve with the sole intention of improving people's lives. As Shetty's teacher, Gurangada says, plant trees under whose shade you do not plan to sit. The more you let go and selflessly serve others, The more likely you are to find your dharma, your calling, and experience a monk-like level of peace, calm, happiness, and purpose. That was the core message that I gathered from Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Shetty does a great job of simplifying spiritual wisdom and making it highly practical for modern life. I highly recommend this book. If you would like a one-page PDF summary of insights that I gathered from this book, just click the link below and I'd be happy to email it to you. If you already subscribed to the free Productivity Game email newsletter, this PDF is sitting in your inbox. If you like this video, please share it. And as always, thanks for watching and have yourself a productive week.